Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B, and on this show, we'll talk truth on tough topics to help you normalize and navigate the junk and invite you to choose epic joy on the daily. Because let's be honest, life gets to be a whole lot of both. We'll jam on beliefs, breakups, body image, and so much more to create breakthroughs and become the truest you. Like my mama B always says, put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Let's start. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cup of Joy, the podcast. Today is uh, a, a, a tripeat, a tripeat, a trifecta. I'm not really sure. Maybe even a four. I don't even know what number we're on. But my guest today is somebody who is becoming a regular on Cup of Joy, the podcast. You know her very well, the beautiful Carrie Michelle. Welcome, Carrie. How are you today? Hello. I am amazing. I'm so excited to be here again. Carrie, I've been getting so much feedback that people love your episodes. So I know we were kind of teasing back and forth a little bit of like, maybe we'll just make this a monthly thing. But I think that we have so many commonalities in our portfolio of the women that we'd like to serve and the women that we are. And although we have so many unique pieces and elements about our beingness, there's still so many things that kind of cross over. And I know really are landing with, with the women that have shared so many of our shared experiences. And so when I came across this topic of what we're going to talk about today, you were the first person that came to my mind. I was like, I have to ask Carrie if she wants to do this topic because you and I have both been through divorce. We've both been through food and body. We've both been through kind of this time period of, of rediscovering, uncovering ourselves of maybe we'll, we'll dive into this, but maybe, you know, fearing the aloneness, like, what do I do now that I'm alone? And then also now coming to this place where alone is so aligned and so freeing and so abundant. And, and I've gotten to really rephrase and redefine what alone, the word alone means and alone time. So many things around this. So thank you for coming on and just you guys today, we're going to talk about being alone and being aligned and how to pivot from this alone and loneliness story that maybe some of you have going on in heartache and heartbreak and transformation and all the things to really this space of finding yourself, freeing yourself, and really learning to love who you are in this space and time of, of getting to know yourself better. So I'm just really, really grateful that um, you've gone through so much in your own life experience And you've Mm -hmm. been really, really willing to just sit with yourself in so many different ways. So let's talk a little bit about maybe your story and kind of your journey of being not so alone and then kind of having some time to figure things out. What did that look like for you? Yeah. Oh, I love this. I love this topic because I think that it is so important for women who are in the space of questioning, wondering if the relationship that they're in is one, something that they want to continue, but they have this fear of what, what will it be like afterwards? Like, am I going to make a mistake? Am I going to, uh, is it going to be worse? And then for the women who have already made that decision and they are, you know, they, they got out of a relationship and they, um, you know, they're struggling. It's, it's a, it's a, it's not easy. <laughs> divorce or just even maybe not even, uh, you know, there was a marriage and a divorce, but just a breakup and, and being alone is something that people really fear. And so I love, love, love this topic. And I, what, what my intention is, is that we're able to create some space in people's systems around being alone and not having so much fear around it. Uh, so my story, I got married at 19. I was pregnant and in the religion that I was in at that time, um, that was a big no, no, <laughs> you don't get pregnant out of wedlock. So, um, I just, I kind of put the pressure on myself to kind of, uh, fix what I did, like my wrong and just marry, marry the person who, who got me pregnant and just kind of prove that I didn't make a mistake. And I'm going to prove that I'm going to be this, you know, good girl now. And I'm going to, I'm going to be in this marriage and I'm going to stay committed to it. And so first of all, I just, I, I started young. I was a little girl 
and um, didn't really know what I wanted in a relationship or even in my life or anything. <laughs> so, um, but I, I'm stubborn and I didn't, I didn't want to uh, admit that I made a mistake. So I stayed in the marriage, had um, three more babies after that. And 14 years later, left the religion and thought, wait, what am I doing? Why? I, I've never really felt like I wanted to be in this. My ex-husband's a really good person and we are just uh, luckily just amazing co-parenters. And I, I consider him one of my dearest friends. And I'm so thankful that I have that relationship with him. Um, but it wasn't always that way. And when we were married, it was not, it was not rainbow and sunshine. And so we stayed married for 14 years and I finally decided I can't, I just can't do this anymore. Um, and now it's been about 10 years since I've been divorced. So there's, um, had a good chunk of time being in the relationship and now I've had a good chunk of time of, of being alone. So there's, there's some wisdom. I've got, I've got some things to be able to share. <laughs> yeah, you really do. That's why I knew I'm like this because you really do cherish your alone time and aloneness yeah. and, and are really, really thriving in life. And I think it's a beautiful testament to the fact that you've spent that time to really get to know yourself so deeply and found true self-love. And the other thing that I was thinking about too, is there's a lot of people that are feeling really alone right now with quarantine. So this goes in so many directions with um, really just changing your perspective and your relationship on this word in this space um, altogether. And, you know, just for the listener's sake, uh, my story was a little bit different, right? It was that I got married, which I didn't think was that young, but looking back, there was this rush, just this rush to meet societal expectations of, okay, I graduated from high school. I went to college. I met the guy in college. We dated for four years, waited until he graduated because he was a year behind me. Wonderful, wonderful man. And then there was this urgency, Okay, well, let's just move in together. And there was no baby or anything like that, but there was always this urgency on my end of when are you going to get married? And you hear it from your friends and your family. And there's just these pressures to like do the next thing, hurry up and do the next thing. And so I always felt like I was in a hurry and I wasn't going to be a success or I wasn't going to, um, I don't know. I, I didn't know what I what thought I was going to have, but I thought I was going to have nothing but happiness once that happened. Once the ring was on the finger and all the things were happening and we had, we had a really beautiful life together. We really didn't fight a lot, but what had happened was there was this kind of like a meshing together of, mm. I kind of lost myself and forgot who I was and was always searching for something else. So variety kept our life alive. It was, he went back to school. I got another job. I started traveling, he did something else, he got a job. And so we thrived on this change and change outside of ourselves. And so once we finally landed in California and we only had each other, we didn't have our friends and our family and, and other jobs and other things. And once that settled in for a solid three years, we went, oh, life's the same. We're the same. Nothing's changing. Variety is keeping our relationship alive so much to the point where I was like, I guess I'm, I'm going to start becoming a personal trainer and work even harder on my body. And so the focus was never on becoming who we were and coming together. It was always on just like, how can we just keep life flowing and going and, and, and do the next thing to try to create some fun in our lives? You know, it was like, let's take the next trip. Let's do the next thing. And so um, I realized eventually that we both realized that we weren't really happy just being who we were in our everyday lives. And so then we were committed to ending the relationship and it was extremely painful and immediately just went into like, oh my God, I don't know who I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have no clue who I am because I've been so busy being a unit for so long. And I think that whether you're in a, a marriage unit or just a unit in general, and then you go through breakup, that can be just as painful in trying to rediscover who you really are because you've been committed to the unity for so long. Does that make sense? Did yes. you go through this experience of, of who am I now? Yeah, definitely. Um, it was actually like in the marriage that I really 
I, I realized I don't know who I am. And I remember having conversations with my ex-husband because he was, he had hobbies. He had things that he was interested in. He was in a band and um, just loved music and he had his friends. I had nobody. I just stayed home and I just nursed my babies and, and you know, clean their diapers and clean the house and cook dinner. And it was like, this is it. Like, this is all that life is. This is what I've, this is what I've aspired to do and not to downplay being a mother and a stay at home mom. But I just knew that there was something more and there was, yes. I, I could be the stay at home mom, but it's like, there was something missing and it was just passion and purpose in my life. And I, I that was missing because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what lit me up. And, um, I felt very, I felt very stuck in a box. I I felt claustrophobic. Like this is, I felt caged in and it just didn't feel right for me. And, um, and and the other piece that I want to kind of uh, bring up too, as well, is that the women who are listening to this going, well, I wasn't in a marriage or I'm, I'm, I'm alone because I've never been in a relationship. And I just, um, so, you know, we're also talking to you as well that this is for anybody who's just struggling with feeling like I need something outside of me to feel complete. And, and that's the, that's the lie. Uh, and that's, and unfortunately our society has created this programming around the only way that you're going to find true happiness is through being in a relationship, having a partner. And I mean, I, I, I desire a partner. It's not like I want to be alone forever, but I, it's important to be able to feel comfortable being alone before you even get into any type of a relationship and feel confident in who you are and your relationship with yourself, because it's always a slippery slope when you're expecting that other person to be able to feel any missing pieces that, that are just like not, not aligned and not there and thinking that this person's going to fix that or fill that for you. You're going to always be disappointed and they're going to, they're always going to fail because it's not their job. Yeah. And then there becomes this expectation, which leads to resentment eventually is what I've had in my experience where you're just like, Oh, but your job, you start putting duties and responsibilities on other people outside of yourself. Well, well, your job is to do this and to do this and be like this and act like this and do these things. And it doesn't have to be like that. When we decide exactly what we need, we know how to nurture that within ourselves. And we wake up every day acting from what our needs are. And I knew that the, the first day that I woke up in my apartment by myself for the first time, I literally carry, I did not even know. I did not even know like what to do first. I didn't know what to eat. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know if I should talk to somebody or call somebody or take a shower or go for a jog. Or I was so confused because I was so used to waiting for somebody else to kind of um, show me the way. Like I expected, I, I, without even knowing it, being in the relationship, I kind of expected. And I I was so indecisive in that relationship that, that when I finally was with myself, I didn't even know how she would be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, oh, that's such a, a deeply painful place to be. And it's scary. And a lot of people will stay in relationships that they're miserable in because of the fear of that, that experience. I have, I have friends, I have family members that I've, I've, that are, are in that situation where they're just like, I'm just, I'm too afraid to be um, like truly alone. And, and, and then the other piece is that there's people that will, you know, talk to me about that. They feel so lonely in their relationship and, um, you know, that they're, that they, that they feel alone. And, and I, um, I, I tell them like, you actually don't really know what true loneliness until is until you really are alone. There's, there is a little piece of when you're in that relationship, even if it feels disconnected and you're not feeling like, um, like the relationship is aligned, that it feels lonely, but like true loneliness when you're alone, like that, and now you're actually feeling it because the other one was like a little bit of bypassing. It was a little bit of avoiding what was really always there. And so when you are truly alone, that's when you, that's when it's magic though. Yes, it's painful, but it's, it's an opportunity to really truly be with the disconnect. And because 
it doesn't matter who's in your life. You're, if you're not fully connected to yourself, you're going to always feel that loneliness. That's why people will hop from relationship to relationship and they feel so unsatisfied in their thinking. Once again, I'm going to, I'm going to feel, fulfill this need outside of me by this person. This person will fix the thing. And then, and then they're disappointed. So then they get out of that relationship and it's just like, they're going from, from person to person, like expecting this person to give this to them. And, and really what they're needing to do is just sit with the pain, sit with the truth that I don't know myself. I don't feel comfortable with myself. I, I, I'm not connected within. And so now the piece is when you're in that space, when you're truly in the loneliness is to be in it. You got to feel it to heal it. We talk about this feel it to heal it. You and, really and have, you really it. like have to love on the lonely. Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. just sitting there on my, like, I think I was sitting in the middle of my shoebox apartment. It was, it was not even a one bedroom. It was a studio with a Murphy bed and staring out at the most beautiful, I, I lived on the beach in Long Beach, just staring out at the most beautiful beach and feeling so empty, yeah, just empty and confused. Yeah. And it was in those moments that I was like, wow, it's my job to get my life back. Like it's not over. It's just starting. It's yeah. just time to rebirth yourself. And I was so busy trying to punish my body by working out. I lost sight of everything. I didn't have that purpose. I didn't have that passion. So again, whatever the partner wants to do was the first go-to. And the second thing was when he's not there, just try to fix your body because you hate it. Yeah. So just work out all the time, just move your body, work out all the time and punish it and, and bully it and do all those things. And so that's pretty much what defined me. I mean, if people thought of me, they probably thought of, oh, she's the girl that's super motivated. She works out all the time and she's, she's got a great marriage because that's all that you would see you know, but that wasn't what was really happening. So we really have to love on the lonely. And I love what you said that you could be in the most, in, you could be in a relationship mm -hmm. and be the most lonely and alone mm -hmm. that you've ever felt. So we've got to really break down this stigma that together, like yeah. having a partner completes you, you know, there's a line in, what is that movie? Jerry Maguire or something like you complete me. Yeah. Not right. Me. <laughs> it's not, it's not true. You complete you, Possible. you complete yeah. you first. And then the other person is that added layer that it's, it's bonus points. Compliment. You, yeah. um, it's a compliment. It's a compliment too. You got to take yourself to a hundred percent self-love. And then the mm -hmm. other person gets to be anything above and beyond that, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And you want to bring two holes together. So the partner, you it can't be a, anybody completing anybody. It's impossible. It's not our responsibility. We are our own responsibility. And the other, the other piece that I was um, thinking about while you were while you were talking was that I would bet money on the women who feel um, lonely on a regular basis, whether they're in a relationship or out of a relationship, that they felt those feelings when they were younger. And so all it is is just patterns that are repeating. And 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 we're thinking if I just so for me, it was like, oh, I'll finally feel happy and I'll finally feel like I have purpose and I'll, and I'll feel like that completion when I get married. So it's like, get married quick. And yes. then it's just, just, just complete total um, buzzkill. Like, wow. I thought that this was like, my, my bubble was burst. I thought that this was going to be the thing that finally brought that peace in me and that feeling of wholeness. And it didn't. And, and, you know, I stayed in it for 14 years, hoping that, well, maybe if I just add another child, if I just, you know, do this thing, if I just get my body same, and I, and I developed an eating disorder during that time, if I just get my body a certain way, then, you know, then I'll find that. And it just, it was never happening. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's this, um, again, it goes back to trying to use something outside of yourself to complete yourself and it just doesn't work. And I think that a lot of times what happens kind of like in the marriage part of things is we get caught up in the day, like the one day. And so you're really, really busy working around, getting things ready and preparing. And there's all this hype and there's all these things. And that becomes the purpose, right? We, we talked earlier about, about both feeling like there was this lack of purpose 
and this lack of passion. And that was really the root of the core, the root of it all is, mm-hmm. oh, what am I passionate about? What mm-hmm. is my purpose on this earth? It's more than just one thing. It's a lot of things. And, and if I only have one thing, that's my purpose, then I kind of lose sight of everything else. And I think that losing yourself is the lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just, everything outside of us, everything that's happening outside of us is just a mirror. It's just a reflection of what's happening inside. So if we're feeling lonely in our relationship or we're not anything that's like, that's, um, that's, that feels like good and complete, then that all that is, is just reflecting back that there's loneliness within, there's a disconnect within there doesn't, there, it doesn't feel like there's, there's a relationship with yourself that feels complete. And that's all that that's showing you. It has nothing to do with the person or the lack of the partner. It's just, it's just letting you know, Hey, there's some things to love on within. And that's, I'm so thankful that I got that piece because I, I definitely at at one point during my, my period that I've been um, like basically a decade that I've been single, I've had that desperation to like, I, I know that when I meet my partner, I'll be able to get this completion. I'll be able to fill that void of loneliness. And it's like, I was expecting to um, be able to fix that with, with, a, with attracting and a partner. And at some point along my road, I, I learned all of these tools that everything is just a reflection of what's going on inward. And so, I, you know, I made it, I made it my ultimate purpose and desire to want to reconnect with myself and heal the loneliness from within. And I'm so thankful because now I'm in a place where um, I am so content with my life and I'm, I just, I feel so complete and I'm so open and available for a partner to come in, but there's no urgency and there's no, um, desperation for it. It's just like, yeah, like that will be so fun to be able to have something, somebody in my life whenever they come in, if that's in a month. If that's in another 10 years, that's okay. I'm, I'm, I feel complete and I did not ever think I'd get to that place. And some people might be going, oh my God, if it takes me 10, 20 years, like, you know, they might be feeling a little bit of like, mm-hmm. so just feel into that. So there we go. There's that, like, there's that feeling of this thing outside of me is going to complete and fix this. And there's the piece. That's the lie. Never does. It never does. Yeah, because you can still, you can still think that you found the partner, right? And live that life and anything can happen. This life is not guaranteed. That partner can be taken away, right? To the heavens, that partner can, can go away to something, something or someone else. And so Mm -hmm. unless we make sure that we've got everything that we need within ourselves and fully aligned, like now I, I never thought that I would be able to say this, Gary. I'm in an amazing relationship right now and I couldn't be happier. And the same thing happened when I was fully surrendered and like, you know what? My purpose is to figure out and be like, literally live my best life alone and aligned. Mm -hmm. When I decided to start waking up and living from that space, everything changed. Relationships with my friends changed. The most incredible people came into my life. My career changed. Um, opportunities just started opening up and I thought it was just like, oh, things are just, things are just on my side. You know, you try to trick yourself. No, it's because I actually dedicated 99% of my day to me and to being really, really in integrity with myself and how I wanted to serve myself. And then that called in this human being who was ready to receive this version of me. I mean, when, when I found out that my, my boyfriend was even interested in me, I was like, are you serious? Cause I'm not even trying here, but I was yeah. trying to be me for me. Like yeah. I was consistently committed to living my best life. And he was like, I want that, that version. That sounds amazing. But now here's the secret sauce. And that is, I am not ever concerned with losing this partner. And I can't say that about anyone that I've ever, ever been with, but I'm not concerned about what I say, how I act, what I do now. I, I care about that other human being. And just as I do my family and you and, and, and people that I interact with and people that I love and care about, but 
it doesn't hold any any onus on the direction that I'm going and growing in my life. There's nothing that I can do wrong as long as it's in alignment with me, my beliefs, my thoughts, um, my actions. It doesn't matter if I decide to change where I want to live, live together, live apart. It's not about doing things for him. And I didn't realize that I was living so much of my life from that space. And I take so much comfort in knowing that. Yes, would I be in pain if there was loss and things like that? Yeah, but I know now that I can handle it because I've actually lived through it now. Mm-hmm. And, and I lived through it in a space where I didn't know who I was. Now mm-hmm. I know exactly who I am. So I can take on, I can literally take on anything that comes in my direction. I'm, I'm confident in that now. But it, it took a lot of knowing and growing through that pain and sitting with the loneliness, right? Yes. Yeah. And I, I love that. And, and the thing is, is that like attracts like, so whatever vibration you're at, you're going to attract in that period. Mm. It, it, it's not woo woo. It's like, that's the, that's the legit truth. It's the law of a law of attraction. And, and so it, whatever vibration you're at, you're going to attract that in. So if your vibration is whole and aligned and um, you feel worthy, you know your worth, you know who you are, you can't not attract in a partner that is also in that space. And don't we all want that? And, and, and to be able to have the relationship that you have, it feels expansive. It feels free. It feels evolved. Like we, we want that. We all, we all want that. And so, but you, it, it, you can't cheat it. You can't just like wish for that if you haven't done the work and, and, and got into that alignment and that vibration. And so, um, you know, don't settle for anything less than that for yourself first though. Like we want those things in a partner, but you cannot get that if you don't have that within. And so when we do that work, we win and our partner wins, everything wins. The other thing too, is that, you know, we've got to start questioning. I love the question, why? I know that yours was how all the time. And yeah. I, never, I never questioned anything. I did not always say why. I would always just do the thing. I never questioned anything. And now I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Why? Why? Why do we do that? Why do we do that? Why do we do that? And it's such a, like a childlike question. Children are always asking why, why, why? And it drives people nuts. It drives the parent because I said so. And so then we stop asking why, but why do we have, why does loyalty and commitment, why is that attached to staying in a relationship forever? Mm-hmm. Whether you, whether you're happy in that relationship or not, like people will stay in it because they're afraid to lose that integrity of loyalty. But how about be loyal to yourself? How about be like aligned with yourself? And so if the relationship is not, is not an integrity with like your alignment and your purpose and your happiness, can we just make agreements with each other that it's beautiful and we respect that it's time to move on from that? What, you know, can we switch the wedding vows to, I like you so much right now. Let's see how long this lasts. Not in a, I'm expecting it to end, but in a, I love you so much that I don't ever want to pull you away from your alignment, your path and your purpose. So if this relationship starts to kind of stretch that rubber band that I will set you free, I love you that much. And that's what it feels like your relationship is. It's not a chain to. Like I'm yours now, you are mine and I get to own you. That doesn't feel good. Nobody ever wants to feel that way. It feels stifling. Some people might think, no, but I do because that feels safe. We don't. We love being our own sovereign self and having and feeling like we have our choices and we get to choose that partner over and over and over again until it isn't aligned. Or maybe it goes until the death we till the day we die. But we've got to break away from that whole we are a good person if we stay with somebody, even though we're miserable. I think this also goes, is an important thing to point out that yes, we're, we're currently talking about a romantic partner, but this goes the same for non-romantic partners. This goes the same for friends, family, all the things, um, especially friendships, because it can feel really lonely if you feel like you don't have friends or close friends or things like that. But if we only hang on to the things out of this place of fear and urgency, and we don't ever release, 
we can't hold more space for all the things that we want to call in. I needed to release what was no longer serving me to call in what was right for me right now. I've said this about so many things in my life because a lot of times people will really pressure you to tell me the decision, tell me the decision, tell me the decision, whether it's in a job or a relationship or whatever. Um, I had this when I was kind of trying to figure out if I was going to move to Ohio or stay in California. And it was like, make a decision, make a decision, make a decision. And so the decision that I made was I'm going to move here because it's right for right now. Yeah. Literally right now in the now. I think you did a post on now being in the now today and it was beautiful, right? I've just, we're so busy trying to get so, so far ahead that we forget that all we have is right now. So this Mm -hmm. is what's good for right now. And that could mean that tomorrow, um, I leave everything that's here and I go somewhere else and I don't look back or I pack all my stuff up and I go somewhere else and I move 10 times in the next 10 years or 10 Mm -hmm. times in the next 10 months. But we try to restrict ourselves because we go, well, well, what if, what if this happens and what if this happens? And we go down this spiral of scary and scarcity versus down this other opportunistic perspective and viewpoint of, wow, but what if I did that? I call it A plus assumptions. What if, if you ever use the words, what if it gets to be an A plus assumption, it gets to be what's the best thing that could happen because Mm -hmm. we always go towards the worst, but what if, you know, Mm -hmm. 20 things later. So I love that. One of the things that I love to share with my clients uh, is you reserve the right to change your mind. Nothing is permanent. The only thing that is permanent is that nothing is permanent. The only thing that is constant is that nothing is constant. It's just, we are always evolving. Everything is always moving. And, and when we let ourselves stay stuck and stagnant, just out of fear of what if, we're holding ourselves back from the potential of the A plus what ifs. And, and, and really it, it's just, um, it's really the, the analogy that I like to use when we're, when we're transitioning into something, into the upgraded version of ourselves, our lifestyles is it's like, we're in the dressing room and there, we've got these old clothes on and they're just, they're old, they're used, they don't fit anymore. Um, they're not, they're not our style anymore. So it's time we're ready for, for we're ready for the upgrade. We're ready for those new clothes that fit well, that are in style. You know, it's just, um, n- you know, nothing that the, those clothes are bad. It's just that they're just not, they don't fit. And so we take those off. And when we're in this space, this transition space, we're naked. It's very vulnerable. It's very untethering. And sometimes we want to just put those old clothes back on. It's like, ah, the the new clothes haven't come in yet. They haven't, the, you know, the, the store clerk hasn't put them over the edge, over the side of the, the door. And so it's like, can you just be in the uncomfortable for a second? Can you just wait? Can you just trust that the new is coming in? We have to, you cannot try on those new clothes. You cannot put those on until you take off the old. And, and, and that's like, I mean, that goes with so many things, but especially when it comes to relationships, you know, there's going to be this kind of uncomfortable time. And when we can be comfortable in the uncomfortable, that's when magic happens. Mm. When transition happens, new, new can come in the and stuff that we couldn't even imagine couldn't comprehend that we could ever attract in. I love that analogy so much. I've never heard it described in that way. I'm definitely going to be borrowing that one a couple of yeah. couple hundred thousand times. Um, but the other thing is too, just really being willing and using that analogy. When I was in this space of alone, shifting mm-hmm. into aligned, there is this nakedness and you have to be willing to stand or sit or lie down whatever your body will let you do in front of, in front of the mirror. Um, it can be a physical mirror or it can just be an, an analogy of like, I need to really look at what is here. And that is just my barren self with everything that I've got sitting right here, right now. And there is no shame and there is no blame and there is no guilt. There is just truth and honesty that things are painful and things hurt and things are sad and things make you angry and things make you scared and things make you feel all the feels and to just sit with all the feelings and hold yourself, like physically hold yourself and remind yourself that you've got you, you've got you. 
and you've got two legs to get back up again. You know, like you can do this. It can feel really, really hard to be in that vulnerable naked space, but that is the only path to the new clothes. That is the Mm -hmm. only path to true alignment. And that is the only path to true happiness to sit with yourself and figure her out. And And so many of us have the opportunity to do that right now. Yeah. And, and one of the, one of the ways to do that, and this was really difficult for me because I didn't realize how much noise I was just busy in myself with to avoid the loneliness and really feeling that uncomfortable nakedness that, that, um, that we're talking about. And, um, the things that I was noticing, I was, I was creating for noise to not to try to kind of like bypass the loneliness and try not to like actually feel it was, um, super busy with my business, just working a ton, um, just busying myself with friends, always doing like, you know, social things with them, always having music on, always having, I don't listen to music or, or I don't listen to the T or watch the TV, but I'm um, just always having noise, like literal noise and uh, never wanting to really truly be in silence with myself and listen to me and listen to the pain that was in there. It was always trying to busy it. And then dating sites, I, it was like, it was like a full-time job being on dating sites. Cause if you're somewhat attractive, you're going to, you're going to get constant um, messages and, and, you know, asking on dates. And so when I was working with a coach, um, she didn't tell me get off the dating sites. I ended up making the decision on my own just from her. She did such a great job on just kind of bringing me into that place of realizing, oh, this is an addiction. And this is just a way to busy myself from really, truly like feeling the, the loneliness and, and, um, and connecting with myself. So I ended up like just clearing all of that noise out and it was scary. I, I realized how much I was addicted to all of those things to, and it was holding me back from really, truly creating the relationship that I actually desired. I, what I really wanted was connection with myself. Mm-hmm. That's, the partners that's all. Me, yeah. but they, don't, they don't fill the void. They never do. And so it was really that I just wanted that. And um, that was a, a really big piece for me. It was to be comfortable in the nakedness was to just clear out all the noise and taking radical responsibility of what was, what the feelings were inside of me. And for me, I realized I've been lonely my entire life since I was a little girl and I grew up in a big family, but I always felt lonely. I always felt like I didn't, there was something missing. So this was like about me nurturing my inner child. This was me nurturing all the wounded carries that felt rejected and abandoned and lonely and just continually showing up for them over and over and over again. I love what you said about uh, the stillness and the quiet. It's critical. It's critical for all of you listening to turn off your phones, turn off your TVs, turn off your radio when you're ready. That was kind of like the first and last thing for me in the beginning, it was easy because every song reminded me of that relationship and thing. And I was like, I can't even listen to music. But then it started coming in and, and changing the station. But it wasn't until I, I remember having many a nights where all I would do, it gets me choked up thinking about it because this was the real honoring transformation part. But I would sit in my, I would sit in my room and I would just light candles around my whole house. And I would sit on the floor with my journal and I would just sit there until the words came out. And that was the healing part was, oh my gosh, wow. I can't believe that this is the, these are the, this is the truth that I'm starting to figure out who I am, that I'm starting to figure out that I have everything that I need within me. I have the power. I have the love. I have the confidence. I would write forgiveness letters to myself and to my significant other and gratitude letters and just taking myself through this beautiful practice. And then once I started doing it and seeing how much I felt the emotions in my body, it was just this sacred practice of what else is my book going to show me today? What else is my pen going to bring me today? And just finding then from going from feeling like terrified to do it to feeling so much peace and freedom in knowing myself And that truly is, we have to sit with ourselves. It's the only way. It really is like the, the aloneness is the greatest gift to alignment. Yeah. Just this allowance of 
figuring out who you are. I have so many people who ask me like, how do you find out your purpose? Yeah. And the way that I found my purpose was through my pain. hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, a coin there's, you know, one side of the coin is loneliness. The other side is alignment. All you have to do is flip it. Like it's, it's the same coin. It's just, it's the polarity. And so that is on the other side. Like if you're willing to just, if you're willing to do the work, I'm, I'm quote unquote, you know, you're going to be able to, you'll be able to flip it and you'll get what you actually want. And, and that is alignment is just like, it's centered. It's, it's like, you know, who you are, you, you feel connected, you feel connected to your soul, to your body, you feel connected to God, you feel just, and that's what, that's what, that's what contentment is. That's what peace is. That's what bliss is, is really, truly feeling that. And that's what we all desire. And the safety, the safety is is like really, really knowing, because we talked about like, well, I I just need this person to stay with this person to be safe or find this person to become safe. But the safety is the sacredness in knowing that you've got yourself. And when you can really trust that you've got your back, it feels so safe. Mm -hmm. It feels super, super safe. Um, You're invincible. Go ahead. You're, you're invincible. Not like nothing, nothing can break you because it's, it's nothing's, it's not outside of you. It's inside of you. That, that feeling, that feeling of safety and alignment is when it's come, when it comes from within, it doesn't matter what happens in your external experience. You have that access up to that. And no matter, you know, if it's a relationship breakup or it's um, uh, you lose your job or um, a loss of a loved one, like all of there's, it's all pain. It's all, it doesn't mean that it's not going to be painful, but you're able to move through that and not be, not get broken, like shattered into a million pieces because you have created that feeling within. That's so important. That's so important because we cannot avoid loss. We no. will experience loss and much, much, much of it in our lives. Like you said, it can be a pet. It can be a person. It can be a relationship with a friend or a loved one, or, um, it can be a loss of sunlight. We're going to lose sunlight over here in the Midwest. Carrie and I were kind of talking about that, right? We're going to have so many, we're going to, we're going to lose pieces of clothing or, or whatever it is. We're going to lose, we're going, we're going to go through loss. So Mm -hmm. the only way to really get through loss without getting lost is to come back and be in love with yourself. Wow. I love that. Love will heal the loss. Yeah. Yeah. Love will always heal the loss. That is truly, truly. When Mm. I, when I went through that loss, I never thought that I would be the same. And I never thought that I would find joy again. That, that is my purpose now. That's why like joy is my game. That's the name of the game all the time. And it's not that you have to be in joy all the time. Right. That's really, really important. It's knowing that, 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 that is available to you when you're willing to sit with the hurt and the pain, there's the promise of joy when you're willing to do the work. But it's it, life is not always going to be full of rosy posies and all the things. But we can, when we know that we can handle the loss by creating love in our bodies, I can always tap into that now. There's this yeah. energy in my body that's like, you're okay. You get to feel that loss because you are so, so loved. Yes. Yes. And your system, your body, your system is... Um, used to that vibration of that. So um, no matter what happens externally and our system gets pinged with other emotions like sadness, uh, fear, whatever it is, it's like that doesn't, it, that doesn't stick. It's able to flow through and you're able to realign back into your joy, your alignment, your peace, because you've now integrated it and you're used to it in your, in your body because you like, it feels familiar instead of what was familiar before was loneliness and fear. And, and so then it's just like, those things are just, they just pass through. It's not about never experiencing it. Pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. So, and a lot of people are choosing suffering because that's all that's, that's what's familiar. All they know is anxiety and sadness and depression and loneliness. So it's going to take some time to, to teach the system, to let yourself feel the 
the peace and the joy and alignment. And sometimes I think we try to fuel off of the struggle. I know in the beginning I was masking and I just didn't want people to know that I was hurting, which it's okay for people to know that you're hurting, you know? Um, But then there was this second phase, which was like, you know what? I want, I want everybody to know how much pain that I'm in and that it's someone else's fault. So there was a lot of projecting. Yeah. The victim mentality. So part of me didn't realize that it wasn't pain. It was struggle. It was like, okay, I'm sitting here in the struggle because I want people to feel bad for me and with me because that's what I can own right now. If I can't have love and I can't have any, anything else outside of myself, because I'm not choosing to do it for myself, at least I can sit in the struggle and have everybody feel bad for me and have Mm -hmm. me feel bad for me. Right. Yeah. So I'm just going to sit in the struggle and it Mm -hmm. just sucks to sit in the struggle. (laughs) Yeah, it does. And yeah, you're going from denial, like, no, everything's fine. Everything's awesome. Like, and you can't shift anything that you deny because it doesn't exist. So, you know, they're they're, like, that's, that's prison to me because even though it does, but you cannot shift anything that you do not have awareness around there that you're willing to take radical responsibility of. And same thing with victim. It's like, now you're just, you're, you're, you're attached to the story. You're identifying with the story. And so you, if we're holding on to something, there's no movement that's going to happen. We got death grips on it. Like poor me, poor me, poor me. And um, neither one of those feel good. Both of those are very disempowering. And, and that's not going to bring us into the vibration of alignment. Alignment is all about empowerment. And that's what we all desire. Mm-hmm. So we've got, to, we've got to let go of the story and be willing to feel the pain, know that it's there, admit that it's there, and, and do the things necessary to move through it. Yes. It's worth it. It's so worth it. It's so worth it. You get to, you get to live your best life when you are most aligned. And that takes, that takes the willingness to choose that day in and day out and continue doing, doing this work. And, and, um, I'm so glad that I discovered this work so that I do know what to do next. Cause Mm -hmm. I felt like, I don't know what to do next. And you and I, we know what to do next. There's Mm -hmm. so many options and opportunities, but we're all uniquely different. So we get to work with someone in our alignment and move through that process. We really, really do. I was reading a quote last night from Wayne Dyer that I love, and it's, you cannot be lonely if you like the person you are alone with. Yeah. Oh, that is good. And that person so often is yourself. Yeah. No, you're not going to be lonely if you like who you're alone with. And now I find so much freedom in in alone time. My boyfriend just went off to to work for two weeks. And I'm like, there's this part of me inside that's like, oh, right. Like we know how to do alone. Do you know how many things we're going to do in this alone time? It's now this really exciting, exciting Mm -hmm. part of me that just gets to really, really continue to dig a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. There's just so much opportunity in aloneness because alone is not lonely. It's not lonely. Yes. Oh, that is so good. I love that quote. Mm. Yeah. So good. So good. Thank you so much for this conversation. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love all of our conversations. Yes. We need more of these. You guys, if you want Carrie and I to jam on any topics, DM DM Carrie on her Instagram or me on mine, leave a comment in the show notes. Go give us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And if you didn't know yet, you can also start telling your Alexa, Alexa, play Cup of Joy, the podcast. And when this episode airs, Carrie's episode will just start playing on the Alexa, which is pretty darn cool. Oh, that's so Yeah. So let us know what you want to hear, because I know that our portfolio of conversations is endless. Um, So we're going to start taking viewer, viewer requests. I think that would be really fun to just start jumping in and going on topics. So we we need to know what you want to hear next. And let's just end Carrie with, with one question. And that is what does joy feel like? I just had a weekend where I was working with some of my mentees and I felt 
ultimate and complete joy this whole weekend. And so I'm kind of writing off of that right now. And joy is connection. Like just, ah, when we are connected to ourselves, of course, like we just talked about that, that's the most important, but when we're connected to our sisters and just like in a deep, not just that, that superficial, you know, it's deep, there's healing, there's, there's just vulnerability that to me is just the ultimate joy. Mm, I agree. I think everyone is just craving that connection. And so take this time to connect with yourself until you're able to connect with others or find opportunities where you can connect with others because that is that is one of my core values is connection and it's so powerful so thank you for that and thank you for this conversation we're going to put all of carrie's details in the show notes you can find her on instagram at carrie michelle uh do you have a website too yeah uh uh, www.starlightcoaching.com and there's like a dash between the starlight coaching and i'll I'll have you i'll give it to you so you can put it in the show notes as well yeah carrie has so many things going on right now you guys she has workshops coming up she's got retreats coming up in the new year she has so many amazing things so make sure you are following her right now if you are not already and let us know what you want to hear we're we're ready for the request line. This is the new yes. hotline, hotline for all yes. of your healing. The, the healing oh, hotline. Yes, <laughs> healing hotline. Let's yes, do it. Let's we're gonna start it. a new new segment called the healing hotline. You guys heard it heard it first, heard it here, heard it now. <laughs> I love that. That is so awesome. Oh my gosh, thank you so much, Heidi. I love 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 these, and I can't wait to do more with you. Yes, me too. Love you, girl. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love what you heard, please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue the conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe. Drop me a message, question, or share your own junk to joy story with me. Remember that joy is contagious. You can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz, aka a review, on Apple Podcast. To learn more about Cup of Joy, the podcast, and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon.